Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I inspire you to take action with stillness, let go of chaos, and step into your future self on this podcast. We have special, high-performing guests each week who share mindset tips and their spirituality, helping us all prepare to be the best we can be for our future. Let's dare to move. Happy Sunday, guys. I feel so fortunate to feel like we have been hanging out a lot uh, because we have. You guys got to hear How to Eat with 101 with Bridget Carroll last week. And yeah, that was her third time back on the podcast. She is, as you guys know, a wealth of knowledge. And we said it many times, but I'll say it again in case you haven't listened or the title turned you off. But when we say like How to Eat 101... We were truly not trying to be condescending. We were trying to get real on the fact that like eating is complicated and whether it's because you have a weird relationship with food because of your childhood or you're an emotional eater or you're hyper consumed with wanting to lose weight but you're adrenally fatigued so you're always hungry or like the example I give during that episode is like when I had SIBO and like yeast overgrowth in my gut, intuitively eating like didn't work for me because I was craving stuff that wasn't healthy um, and how to get out of that. We talk about raw milk. There was just so much covered. So as you know, her promise, my promise for this year is that she's going to be back many times. So I hope you love that episode. And then you guys got to hear for the first time ever from Lauren Palm last Friday and uh, she so vulnerably shared her um, fertility journey. And I hesitated to title it the way that I did because I I wanted people to know that we talk about infertility but um her infertility story like has a happy ending that ends in a baby so um I by no means wanted to trigger anybody I just wanted you all to know that you know she is someone who took her health into her own hands and our journeys coincided and while she was doing all of that for her reproductive health with the goal in mind of having a baby mine was to take control of my gut health and also heal like my own like vaginal health as well but um, there's just a lot there so if you happen to miss it I always you know for as long as I podcast will release an episode on Valentine's Day because I don't know about you guys but when the podcast I listen to it's an intimate relationship like Certain podcasts, like I feel like I'm hanging out with a friend or a coach and I genuinely believe that's why podcasting is so powerful because when I hear their voices, I feel at home. Like when I was in Miami, I got technically, I'm the, you're listening to this on Sunday and I'm still in Miami. <laughs> um, I'm recording this in Miami, so I don't know why I said that. But um, yesterday, I'm recording this Wednesday, um, but yesterday I was up and out and about and I was like, why do I feel different? And first I was like, oh, I haven't meditated. So I did that. And then I was like, why do I still? Oh, it's because I typically listen to certain podcasts on Tuesday. And I didn't do that because it wasn't like my normal routine in Boston. It was normal enough, but I was working out with Jeff and not listening to my podcast. So anyway, this all goes to say that Valentine's Day, even though it can, it is kind of at surface level, could be like seen as a silly, superficial holiday for 
America to make money. Um, it's also like sentimental for a lot of people. And I'm one of those people. And if by chance anyone listening to this does feel that intimate relationship with this podcast and listening to my voice and my guests' voices, I didn't want you to feel alone. I wanted you to have something to listen to. As I mentioned uh, on last Friday's episode, I published one in 2019 about my singledom, my journey through single life. And so if that's you, go back, listen to that episode. It's quite funny. It's me reading a chapter from my book. So anyway, I hope you love that. And today I'm here to talk about a couple things that have been on my mind. It's a bit of a journal cast, but it's also a bit of like a solo cast, I guess. And well, all solo casts are journal casts. Um, But I wanted to tie in a concept that I heard from my coach that I've been leaning into and then of course seeing it pop up with other people I follow and then another one that came up with Brene Brown. So the first one is this concept of a mirror and when I hired my coach, one of the questions that she asked me, which I now ask my clients is... Um, what is beautiful about the world? And I, I don't know when I answered it, I don't remember exactly what I wrote, but I kind of took this like vastness approach and like how far it goes and how wide and unending it is and how beautiful it is in its own pure right. And I just remember picturing all my favorite places in their natural state, like the Rocky Mountains and the forests that I've seen in my in my time. And I just was called to talk about nature and the pure form of life. I don't know. It's, it was a little bit out there, but it just felt really right. And um, and then people and all and and their characteristics. But what she commented back to me is what you see, you also are. And it really just almost brought me to tears because it's true. Um, And it speaks to consciousness and it speaks to this 3D experience we're all having. So I've had this kind of weird thought when I was here, um, (laughs) when I was here in Florida um, about being blind. Um, I once had a blind a cycling student when I used to teach spin classes in college one of my students was blind and she can't see anything but she's having the experience the human experience through touch and uh, sound and vibration you know and emotion and all of these things like her consciousness was there riding to the beat of the music was it was possible for her um and what triggered me to think about what that human experience would be like without seeing is how much you have to feel and sometimes I think we use our eyes too much to see um and not feel but if you take a second to see to imagine that everything around you from the beauty or decorations or setup of your apartment is is literally a production or a masterpiece of your own consciousness and it's it's quite it's quite uh, mind-blowing um we're all connected I deeply believe that and 
what I see in this world is all a reflection of something within me too. So I'm taking a really deep route at, you know, only eight minutes into this podcast. But what I wrote on Instagram is a quicker, easier way to think about it as a tool for your own mindset. So I'm going to start with the mindset tip and then I'm going to circle back into this whole what you see is what you are 3D experience type of um outlook because it was something Deepak Deepak Chopra said on his podcast and so I want to go there but before we go there um here's what I wrote on Instagram I said what do you notice as you walk through your office what stands out to you on your walk down the street when you see a stranger what do you think when you're in the gym what thoughts go on in your head about other gym goers have you noticed your thoughts lately Maybe you haven't noticed them or you aren't yet in the practice of observing your thoughts. But think about a time that you saw something beautiful or perhaps something annoyed you. Maybe you're annoyed often or you're impressed often. What you see, you are. And that is my way of thinking about your mindset for the day. So if you go through your day and like you're annoyed that somebody's walking slow or you don't like someone's shirt, you're constantly judging others, that's a reflection of you you, and you judging yourself. But if you're walking through the world um, and having moments of seeing it through like rose-colored glasses, that's a reflection of how you see yourself. And to me, it's a form of self-love as well. So then I wrote, the more time I spend doing the work, (laughs) which is working on myself, the more that I realize this 3D world around me is all a reflection of me and what I'm designed, what my soul is designed to see. It might be a lesson I need to learn or it reflects a thought or a value or a feeling that I hold deeply. So I'll ask you again, what are you seeing? What values are you holding? These are my Monday thoughts. That's something that I wrote on Instagram and again it's a really I don't expect you you know listening to just get this Um, there's a million ways you can take it you can take it through the example I just wrote about wherein what you see you are um, how you're looking at things how you're feeling about things around you that you're seeing with your eyes or your feeling is a reflection of how you see yourself what you are and how you express um And what I like about it is you can always change what you see. So if you want to talk about it in the lens of body image, um, if you see ugliness when you look in the mirror, you see fat or you see disgust or you see self-loathing or you don't like this body, this human body that is such a gift to you, which again, I'm not saying you should just, I'm not trying to be condescending here. Like I'm that person. Like I am that person who self-loathed my own skin for years. Um, and I had to realize and do a lot of work on that, which I now do for others. But if you're feeling that, that is just a result. What you're seeing of this loathing of body that you don't really like, that is a result of how you feel inside. And what you are, what your soul is going through, and what your spirit is feeling, etc. So that's one way to look at or help dissect where you are mentally. What is your mindset? Um, how can you tweak that to see beauty, to understand your beauty, see your value, all of those things? Um, that is the mindset trick. But Deepak Chopra said, you know, and I've heard Joe Rogan say this too, that what if 
all of us are like experiencing this world almost like it's a video game. Everything we see is a design is designed to be there to test us to because the thing about consciousness like my consciousness I don't know what you all are seeing I don't know the way you're experiencing it I don't know what colors look like to you obviously we have a consensus that there's like you know the colors of the rainbow and all of that but if you really break it down it is kind of crazy um that we see things and that it that it applies to our consciousness and um, I think Deepak Chopra said something like, what if we were, what if this conversation I'm having right now, he said to his guest, was like not really real. Like what if I'm in a hospital bed as a vegetable and this is just me and imagining this in another dimension. Like I'm not equipped to go that deep right now, um, but it can go there. And so if you are interested in stuff about different dimensions, things like that, I mean there are a million podcasts about it, but I would highly recommend uh, Deepak Chopra's uh, podcast and I'll put a link to it because um, I'm forgetting the name of it right now. But um, And then I listen to the, the Line podcast with Ashley Wood a lot, which is also kind of out there, but it gets into these uh, thoughts as well. But on the most basic level, just when something's challenging you, what I've been doing lately is like if I feel challenged or I feel frustrated I have to pause and be like okay what is this showing me about me why am I letting this get to me what lesson is this supposed to be teaching me Uh, and then as you start to ask yourself these questions and get in the habit of observing your thoughts which is something I said in that Instagram post of like taking stock of your feelings and your thoughts throughout the day you know we have thousands of thoughts a day as humans and when you can acknowledge ones that are coming up quite often and notice the pattern, then you can be like, oh, <laughs> this comes up for me. Okay, I think this thought a lot. This is irrational. And then you can kind of quiet it because thoughts can determine your emotions. And we don't necessarily need all of these kind of random thoughts to go into emotions because they may, might not deserve it. It might not be a rational thought. So anyway, I've been using this as a mindset trick to myself to a, be a better observer of my thoughts understand why experiences around me are making me really emotional in a good way, bad way, frustrated, etc. And I hope that this helps you. Um, So that was one thing that's been on my mind over the past, I would say several months. But one thing that came up for me recently was, um, was one of those kind of crazy events where I'm on the plane. I didn't want to, I couldn't watch any television because I didn't have the bandwidth with the Wi-Fi. Um, but I wanted to watch something. I didn't want to read and I realized I could pull up YouTube. So I Googled Brené Brown and I was like, I don't want to watch an older YouTube video of her. I really want to see something recent. So Tim Ferriss and her recorded a podcast that was videoed, um, and put on YouTube very recently. I want to say like February 6th or something like that. And so I was listening to it and they start talking about the line between, self-acceptance and striving for more and so I think they might have used the example of someone who says like I'm overweight I'm accepting it I'm happy here I don't need to get thinner I don't need to lose weight whatever um obviously for some people like they do they actually do need to lose weight because of health reasons um but they were talking more along the lines of like instead of self-loathing your way to succeed uh perform at a high level, excel, um, but to accept yourself and then 
what's the sometimes when we accept ourselves it doesn't push us to do more because a lot of us do uh, a lot of amazing things out of a place of self-loathing I'm one of them like the first time I bodybuilded, I was already thin before I decided to bodybuild and I didn't realize it. I thought I was fat. I hated my body. I was just like, it ended up being an overall good experience. You guys know the good and the bad because I've shared it over the years, but um, that's a story for another time and it's probably somewhere in one of these episodes. But the way that I see it is that there doesn't need to be a line between the two. There really doesn't. I think that self-acceptance is the key in striving for more. I think that they coincide. And so I wrote this thing on LinkedIn that I kind of expanded it into, I wrote a quick blurb on notes, which I do quite often. And then I formulated into a longer blurb to put onto LinkedIn and Facebook. And now I'll probably end up adding some variation of it into my book and making it more personal. Um, But I want to read to you what I wrote on LinkedIn in case you missed it and so that you can see kind of the full picture and what I'm getting at. So here's what I wrote. Whether you are my Olympic triathlete client or my high-powered CEO client, when it comes down to our work together, there's an evolution that occurs. It's not simply changing your waistline with nutrition. It's about resolving the unnoticed narratives you carry around about food and how those also affect your relationship maybe with your partner. It's not simply logging more miles on a bike. It's about understanding why you're racing and seeing where else that why is showing up. Speaking to these mega changes in mindset and progress, both physically and mentally, there's a question that keeps popping up. Where is the line between self-acceptance and striving for excellence? I don't think there is one. I believe And this is the part I love, guys. I believe that identifying and knowing your imperfections on the way to excellence is the key to success, however you define success. Knowing yourself enough to know how you work with yourself. So for instance, do you do better in the morning? Do you stay on your diet better when you eat alone or when you prep your own food? Like Knowing yourself to know how to work with yourself, aka setting up your own defenses and avoiding cognitive dissonance by prioritizing which things matter and committing to those is the how. There's no line between self-acceptance and striving for more. They can coexist with prioritization on which you'd like to genuinely improve and what you know you can deeply accept and use to your advantage. So I know sometimes when it's written out or I'm in my like speaking tone, it's harder to understand. But the way I see it, I'm going to give an example. So that paragraph on knowing yourself enough to know how to work with yourself, I said what I mean by that is setting up your own defenses. So a really easy example is like being that person that's like, I don't buy the junk food in my house because I don't want to tempt myself. That's your own defense. So you knowing that your weakness in in, uh that you have less willpower you can accept that you have less willpower but in striving to lose weight anyway you set up your own defenses and you avoid cognitive dissonance so cognitive dissonance is when you want one thing but your actions are completely misaligned to that thing so for instance you really want to lose weight but you keep ordering takeout and pizza and going out to lavish dinners and saying, next time I'll do better. 
Um, that's cognitive dissonance. So my paragraph, again, knowing yourself enough to know how to work with yourself by setting up your own defenses and avoiding cognitive dissonance is how you do it. So when I say avoiding cognitive dissonance, I say, how, so it's like, how do you avoid that, that misalignment? Well, it's by prioritizing which things matter the most to you and committing to those. For example, we cannot do it all. We can't. We like, I don't believe that you can like necessarily manifest love, like get your dream career, build your dream house, build your dream body all at the same time. I kind of think it's like layer upon layer. And so let's say that you don't accept the fact that you don't have a partner. You don't accept that you're overweight. You don't accept that like some of your friendships need work. You don't accept that you have a really messy place. Like you want to change all these things, but your overarching goal is, I'm just making this up. Your overarching goal is to build a company and that company is going to involve you showing face a lot. So you, all those things maybe are things you don't accept about yourself. Um, but in order to avoid cognitive dissonance, what I'm saying is you prioritize which things matter the most and you commit to those. That is the how. In, in this random example I'm kind of making up on the fly here, I would say, okay, you cannot, and in my own experience, I'll use myself, you cannot run a business where you're going to be having a photo shoot done, where your face is going to be on the website and you want to be talking on videos and you want to be teaching something. Um, you're not going to feel good showing up if you're not comfortable in your own skin. So in my list of prioritizing, prioritizing what's most important to avoid cognitive dissonance, I would put diet and self-care at the very top, along with building the business. Taking care of yourself and proving to yourself that you can transform your own body goes so freaking far because you proved yourself that it's possible. And then you're like, well, if I can transform my own body, what else can I do, right? So all that being said, that those two I would go first. For me personally, I can exist in a mess. I can thrive in a messy apartment for an amount of time, not forever. Um, if Jeff and I were not together, I would probably not clean as much as I do. I, don't, I know that like because I'm home almost all day every day making a mess, eating lunch, cooking breakfast, spilling coffee, <laughs> all those things, that I'm the one making the mess. It's not necessarily fair for him to come home all the time to a mess, but before Jeff, I would let my apartment get super messy because I was just, I liked that in the creative process. And there's a lot of stuff that says like declutter your space to declutter your mind. And like, I'm sure there's something to that. I, I believe that. But on the list for me personally with when I have a lot on my plate, my big rocks that are first for me is always wellness, fitness, nutrition, business before like cleaning, organizing that. That's the small stuff to me. So um, again, I'm going to read this back. I don't believe there is one. I believe identifying and knowing your imperfections on the way to excellence is the key to success, however you define success. Knowing yourself enough to know how you work with yourself, setting up your own defenses and avoiding cognitive dissonance by prioritizing which things matter most and committing to those is the how. There's no line between self-acceptance and striving for more. They can coexist with prioritization on which you genuinely like to improve and what you know you can deeply accept and use to your advantage. So to that last point, I can accept that I'm a messy person. I can accept that I don't always have a manicure. I can accept that I misspell a lot of words. Um, 
And on my way to excellence, I'm willing to accept those with myself and, you know, slowly but surely improve them. But I'm not willing to accept when my waistline is out of control, when my nutrition is making my anxiety come back, like all of those things. So I hope that helps because I've posted this a couple times and I don't want I don't want to just like throw this out there and let it get lost with all the other words that we're constantly inundated with. And this this is just really meaningful to me. So I hope that this is helpful for you to understand what I'm saying and perhaps go follow me on LinkedIn or Instagram to um, get more of this. If you have questions on it or a differing opinion, I would love to hear that. Like, I want to say, I'm going to put the video in here. It's like an hour video, but um, I'm going to put that video in the show notes so that you guys can listen to it and um, see what you think. I think that would be cool um, and interesting. So that's a little bit about what I am thinking about this week. If you want to journal, I would journal that. Like what is on your priority list of things that you will not be aligned if you don't fix them? Like you embracing, embrace that imperfection and, and, and know that it's on the list of what you, you need to improve on your way to excellence. Um, and know it doesn't matter. Like what is the small stuff you don't need to be sweating? I hope that that's super helpful for you. Um, so as I mentioned, we have been hanging out a lot together. We had Bridget last week. We had Lauren on Friday for Valentine's day. It's Sunday. You guys are listening. I am surfing with Jeff, uh, and I am going to be going to dinner with my friend Jordan tonight. Um, this Wednesday, I, oh gosh, I am like so giddy about it. You guys get to hear from Erin Claire Jones, who is a human design expert. She's a big freaking deal, like big deal. She was on the Almost 30 podcast and, um, I am, I need to, I need to connect with them because they are separated from me by one degree of my coach. Um, and I, they, I discovered Erin through them and their podcast. And what's crazy is when they dropped that podcast, I was, <clears throat> it was a Thursday morning and that Wednesday night I had been at the assemblage where it was recorded, which is crazy. And so I was, I had just met my coach there and I text my coach. I'm like, Hey, oh my gosh. Like I, <clears throat> I was just at with you there and I just listened to this podcast there and it's so great. And I feel like I need to explore this about me because I feel like human design is something that could help me with our work together. And she's like, oh yes, yes you do. I know all of them. Um, this is like, it was this kind of crazy thing. So I started following Erin Claire Jones. And as you guys know, sometimes when you start following something, someone on Instagram, their stuff will automatically start showing up more for you. But sometimes it doesn't because you're not in the habit of looking at them or following them. So I wasn't really seeing a ton from her, even though I started following her and then I one day sought her out um, to just like look at her feed learn more and it started popping up for me more so I'm scrolling through Instagram and I thought I would love to interview her and then her stuff pops up and sure enough she was going to be in Boston and doing a workshop so <clears throat> excuse me I was like I have to go see her and I'm going to ask her to podcast and we couldn't end up doing it like right like while she was in person in Boston, but she gave me a um, interview which I did down here in Miami by phone or by Zoom video, and uh, it was just so cool. And so that is dropping Wednesday, but here's why I'm telling you about it. Um, 
Your human design is based solely on your birth date, time, and place you were born. And I know that sounds super out there, but if you are interested in astrology, you will like this. Um, But if you're not interested in astrology, you will also like this. And one of the things that's really cool that we talked about on the podcast was like how she actually brings this work to like high level CEOs who aren't into astrology and how they have major takeaways from it. So that's super cool. And, you know, you can go a lot of places online and get your reading done, but it's, uh, it's kind of, I don't want to say out there, but it's kind of hard to understand because there's, you have your identity, you have your profile, you have your inner authority on how you make decisions. There's just so much to it that quite honestly, like I was able to pull a couple major things, but I still had a lot of questions. So all of that being said, um, what Erin does for a living is she makes blueprints for people. So she gets your human design and she interprets interprets it for you. And the way she does it is in a way with language that makes so much more sense and it's much more digestible and it's super insightful. So she offered all of you a coupon code for getting a blueprint on her website. So I'm going to put that in the show notes so that you are just like, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to get this. And um, if you're not convinced, I think you'll be convinced once you hear the episode Wednesday. But I'm throwing this out there today because while I don't know how quickly she turns them around, in theory, if you use the code dare to move today and get your blueprint from her, you will take away potentially more on the podcast once you listen to it. Um well, you're going to take away the most from getting the blueprint. But what I'm saying is I think that if you're totally new to human design and you get your own done, it'll be kind of a fun lens to look through when you're listening to the podcast. So anyway, I am just overjoyed to have a coupon code for you guys and um, especially on something that's so freaking insightful for your self-awareness and your own learnings and your relationships. Like, I looked up human design from of my mom, my dad, Jeff, my friends, and I kid you not, with some of my friends, I was like, holy shit, this makes so much sense. <laughs> it's insane. Um, so anyway, uh, I hope you guys look into human design. I hope you love the podcast this Wednesday. Um, you'll hear from me and Jeff next Sunday, and then, um, which I'm going to, fingers crossed guys, I'm trying to get him to record down here in Miami, but we'll see. You'll hear from him next weekend. Uh, And then the next week we have an art therapy. um, Okay, I'm saying this wrong. Margaret Brown is an artist. She got into art therapy and learned how to take this kind of art therapy lens and create a company called The Creative Unblock. And what's wild about it is it's not just for artists, writers, poets, it's for like doctors and lawyers too because when you are hyper uh, analytical or constantly in the left brain mindset, it can cause a lot of stress and anxiety. So she teaches people how to tap into the right side and it's actually doctors and lawyers who are using the left side of their brain so much that it's like they need help tapping into the right side. So I won't spoil that, but that's what's coming. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions at all, let me know. And please check out the show notes for your discount code to Erin Claire Jones Blueprints and follow along on Instagram. Um, I am here in Miami just 
hang in till tomorrow. I'm headed back to Boston. And um, yeah, thank you all so much for the support. I hope you're doing well and I hope that you reach out if you need anything at all. Final note is that my website is live. GarrettNicoleWood.com is live. It has been. And there is a place on my website, if you feel called to do this, where you can apply to be a guest on the show. You can suggest a guest uh, and you can apply to work with me in mindset coaching. So I invite you to check that out. The link is in the show notes and I hope you all are having an amazing Sunday and I will talk to you soon. As always, dare to move.